Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast, where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla, and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. I'm sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, recommend it to a friend, leave a like and a comment and just let us know what you think. And yeah, really hope you enjoy this episode. Right then, diving in to episode 17 of the Midnight Pod. Um, similar to the last episode, I still got a bit of man flu, so I probably sound fucking weird. But we've got our second musician and fucking, I'd probably say like the most famous person on the pod, to be fair. <laughs> like, not to s- suck your ass, but it's true. Um, Santino Lassaint. That is your stage name, right? Yes, yes. It's the, the real first name, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. Fake second name. All right, cool, yeah. Yeah. So I actually first met Santino about two and a half years ago when he was a model, still is a model, but when we'll get onto that, but like more into music and shit. And he was on... Yeah, modeling for midnight basically. So I remember we did. I think was it one shoe or like a few shoes. I don't know. I feel like it was two, but I can't remember what the first. With one a was. guy called Dave, yeah. who used to shoot a lot, of represent stuff. Yeah. And it was like yeah, fucking ten hour shoot, loads of different necklaces. I think yeah, I like shit. broke my nail and shit. But <laughs> no longer involved in that brand, as everyone knows. But yeah, that's how we met basically, and then just found out we have other mutuals, and mm-hmm. it seems like a fucking small world. But. Yeah, I just think, like with every pod, this was going to be like an e-com entrepreneurial podcast, but then I'm just interested in getting different types of people from different walks of life on. And I've always been interested in music myself, as I was just saying, starting my freestyle rap career on the Mm -hmm. side, which may or may not go anywhere. But I guess first question as usual, and Tokyo's fucking buying, I guess, (laughs) again. It's just really, what is your background, I suppose? Like, where do you get started? Obviously, a lot of people watching will know who you are, I'm sure, but... Hope so. Give like five, ten minute intro and then we'll dive into a load of shit. So yeah, um, Santino Le Saint, that's my name. Um, I'm 23, I'm from South London. Started making music really, I mean, you know, when do you start? I could say I started at eight, nine really, because that's when I like first started writing songs. But I started releasing when I was like 17. Um, My dad's a musician, so he kind of taught me how to produce and how to play guitar and little bits like that. and yeah, in college, I started releasing covers on SoundCloud um, and that kind of started things off. Like nothing really blew up or anything like that, but, you know, just kind of put my foot in the door. And then after that, I started doing gigs. So I actually did like two or three gigs a week for like a summer and like a month after. And I think that's like kind of what helped me to like start my career. Like nothing was going crazy at all, but it definitely pushed me in like the right direction as far as yeah. work ethic. And then um, a guy messaged me on Facebook called David, who's now my manager, saying, I've just seen a video you did on this platform called Sofa Sounds. Do you want to link up? And I was like, link up? Fuck, like what what are we linking up for? I was like, I don't know you. Like, this is weird. I'm just trying to make music. But whatever. He said he did some stuff with SBTV. I was like, cool, maybe this is cool. Ended up becoming really good friends. Turns out he wanted to start like a label thing called CloudX. um, And he had a studio in Brixton. Turns out it was next to my house. So it was like fate, really. And then we yeah. just started making music together. And really the rest is history, you know. Just 
kind of kept putting releases out, slowly grinding. You know, it was never a it was never a moment where like you know overnight this has happened. Or like I never had no co-sign, never had no big label budget. It's like me, David, and my boy Ben, um, who basically all make up CloudX. And for a long time, it was us just working out of his house. Um, now, super grateful to have like different people on board. Like I've got a distributor who helps out loads. We've got a couple of girls in the office now, like a couple of PR agencies and stuff. So it's going really well. But yeah, bro, long grind, long grind. Yeah, so I saw you pass, you said a million monthly listeners. Yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. Yeah, a million, I saw it on Spotify because I don't know what that was, like two and a half, where was that two and a half years ago? Because that wouldn't have been when I first came across you. That would have, it would have been 150 maybe? Yeah. 150, so 200,000. Yeah, it was all right. But yeah, it was definitely lower. I mean, it's, it's funny because it, that number fluctuates lows depending on how many playlists you go onto, which is why you can see a lot of really big artists with no monthly listeners and then all of a sudden with lows because you set up five features with big artists and you just share your monthly listeners. So I could do a song with someone with yeah, 100,000 monthly listeners. Tomorrow, my monthly listeners are going up to near enough 100,000. But being able to get there with no features, no cosign, no major labels, like, you know, the best thing that... So I think it's the first thing I've been proud of, actually, like, musically, just being able to do that with my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty So lit. sick, yeah. And was that, like, always... Like, you went to college doing, what, like, music or other shit? No, I... stuff? I actually... I did... I went to a music secondary school, but, like, you know, that's, it wasn't, like, a super music school. It was just, like, a standard looking to back my sleeve. <laughs> yeah, fuck. It was just off. like a, a standard um, standard music school, you know what I mean? Um, and in college, I actually didn't do music. I did graphic design and 3D design because that's what I wanted to do. Um, and music was always just a side thing. Yeah, no, I didn't study music uh, in school. I did my grades in like my early years, like year seven, year eight type yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I studied graphic design and architecture because... That's just what I wanted to do like as a career, but I always knew music was the thing, you know, especially like my dad being a musician and I was still performing and doing shows and all of that. But I guess there's a point where you, you have to think realistically, right? Especially that, at that age with parents and like in school, it's like, you know, I can't turn around and tell all my teachers I'm gonna be a musician, so I'm not coming to any of these classes or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as I got to like 16, <clears throat> 17, I was like, yeah, there's no, there's no other way really. And was that when you went full time, like officially? Or no, actually, I, I. That's when I started not giving a fuck about being popular. Firstly, like I was in college, like popular music or popular, popular like pop, being a popular kid in school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, all these popular kids are fucking lame, bro. So lame. So I was like, I'm gonna spend all my all my lunch times in the music classrooms, just with like all the music kids, just having fun. Not to say they're not cool, because I found them fucking cool you know yeah, what I mean yeah. but quote unquote popular kids and yeah I feel like kids that are popular when they're 16 generally rule of thumb is they're yeah. probably not doing much when they're exactly. like 26 or whatever exactly and it always comes to it now like those type of kids always message me like yo like you know so sick to see you doing what you're doing like how it's been so crazy since college I can't believe it and I'm like well it's not that crazy the fact that I just spent two years in a music room every year every lunchtime when you were just smoking weed like not even to say I wasn't smoking weed because I did you yeah, know what I mean yeah, like yeah. but just saying like it's not that crazy smoking weed with a purpose though. Yeah, yeah 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 but I, I guess I got lucky I fell in love with something so um, but I went to uni as well oh, somehow shit, really? bro yeah, yeah, yeah my attendance was under 10% but which I went, uni and, and Ravenspawn alright oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, graphic graphic design so not even music no 
No. Mad. I know. I was meant to go to Nottingham, Nottingham Trent, and um, do architecture, but I got the the course like schedule and it was like five days a week. I was hoping for like three days a week. Yeah, and then, yeah my manager was like, if you want to make music, can't be going to Nottingham. And I was like, fuck it. So I deferred on like the day, the first day of uni. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to choose architecture. I mean, graphic design, sorry, because they had two contact days a week for like two, three hours. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll be able to juggle music with this shit. And it was crazy, but did it in the end. So yeah. no complaints. So you I'm actually finished it. it? Yeah, I did it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I came out. I thought you were going to say you dropped out. No, like I, me. Or all the other guests. You dropped out? Yeah, I dropped out twice. <laughs> what, the but, same place? Yeah, well, I, I did business for six weeks and then graphic design and then advertising. Okay. All in the same uni, but like went back a few times. Mad. Yeah, where'd you go? Uh, Northumbria in Newcastle. Okay. I fucked my A-levels, so I should have gone to Newcastle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I got like Bs I, and shit. Yeah, so. I fucked mine too. Same shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess looking back, like it fucking makes sense. Like, all the dots like line up or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's mad. And then modelling, that's how obviously we yeah. met. Yeah. What's the story with that? How'd you get into that? Like, where does that sit now? How has that changed since music's got bigger and shit? It's mad because it's always been like a backseat thing, if I'm honest. Like I, I've never really been too interested in modelling. Um, just just a good because, looking cunt. yeah, I mean, I use it. Why not? You know what I mean, yeah. if someone tells you you can model, I'm like, all right, if I'm going to make some money out of it. But what I don't like is I don't like being sold dreams, and that's what the modelling industry really is. It's being sold dreams and favoritism, and it's all good. You can make your money out of it, and you know, it's all fun partying. And obviously, fashion is a super big part of music. But like, yeah. I learned that I can just <clears throat> occupy all these modeling spaces as an artist, which is what I am. Like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be a model, you know? And yeah. I just get so much more work as an artist anyway. So I modeled for a bit with a couple of agencies um, and I'm still on one now. And it's all love, but it's just like, I don't put, I don't put my energy into being a model, yeah. you know? I put my energy into being an artist and a musician because that's what I am. And then, look who's back. And then, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Take it from there, really. Yeah. When you say sold dreams, what do you mean? I mean, I'm certainly not in the fucking modeling industry, <laughs> but I've always, I've watched like documentaries and shit and like yeah. Vice, you know, Vice videos where yeah. it's like, the guy's got a, a deep voice, like, yeah, yeah. oh, he's in this industry. <laughs> Imagine one of those about modeling. You just about drugs though, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I say that, I mean, as we all know, like, you know, the, the modeling industry is, is a very savage place to be in. I think especially for young women as well over young men, just because of like the, the impacts it can have on like people's mental health and your body image and yeah. stuff. Um, but it's also just people, it's just so, it's like fast fashion, right? They just, they can just cut you and, and take you as quick as they can. Like they asked me to, <laughs> they asked me to shave my hair off. So I shaved my hair off. Really? Eventually, because they said they'd get me more jobs. They didn't get me more jobs. They said I needed to That's get my so Instagram true. numbers yeah. up. And I get more jobs. I got my Instagram numbers up. Didn't get no more jobs. Told me I needed to get my music numbers up. Got my music numbers up. Didn't get me more jobs. So like it's just they had. Did they I see that as linked? Like yeah, because I was I was on their angle. books as a as a musician. Oh, okay. So, yeah. but I wish they have they have talent boards. And my and my thing is like it's not even that I have hate towards them because I get the game. I get the industry. It's the same with like record labels and everything. It's just that I don't have time to entertain it and. I used to entertain it and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna wait around and do this. And hopefully someone will give me a handout. Hopefully someone will give me a job and it'll help me blow. And like, it's not that, you just have to go out and get it yourself. And after being told so many things, 
that I'm sure loads of other people have been told because most agencies have their like you know top five people top ten people after being told all those things and they're not coming through I'm not going to sit around and you know yeah. wait to blow up and then ha- have these people get their bag off me like nah man how do you it's get ridiculous. started in that originally in modeling yeah Yo, fellas, quick one. First bit of promo for the pod. You may or may not have heard, I released a fucking e-com course a few months ago. Basically spent like six months making it because I was in between businesses, as you probably know, if you follow my shit. I must say, 12 hours long, it's fucking quality content. I was going to drop it at like 1,500 quid with some bullshit guru-y webinar and all that rubbish but as you know it's not my main thing i'm working on a new brand right now very very fucking much in the trenches which is why i think is actually a better course than everything else out there because it's built on real experience of my brands in the past and my current one i think it's super super valuable if you're interested in e-com you're already in e-com and you want it to get into e-com zero to one starting a brand from scratch then definitely worth investing in link is in the bio of this video or podcast spotify apple music wherever the fuck you're listening or watching and enjoy the rest of the pod um i think i think I got scouted by a couple of agencies at the same time as reaching out, actually. Um, Because I think a lot of artists, regardless of if they're like traditional model looking, back to that sleeve, isn't it? Regardless of if they're traditional model looking or not, start to um, like enter the fashion industry. And it's the easiest way to go through a modeling agency. So um, they kind of just like, their teams reach out to people when they go through to it like that. and that's kind of how it worked with me as well. But, and then I, when this music stuff started going well, I got like scattered by a couple of other people, but yes. It's cool, man. I have a lot of friends in the modern industry and a lot of agents who I love. And like my agent at the moment is actually one of my really good friends, but you know, she knows how I feel. I don't, I just don't really, I'm a musician. Like I don't, you know, I don't really care about it too much. Yeah. I love fashion and I love art and I love like doing creative <laughs> stuff, but the modeling industry, no, same way. I don't even care about the music industry that much, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't even feel like I'm a part of it, really. Mad. Yeah. And just on modelling, I feel like people intrigued on that. Like, pays pretty well, doesn't it? Like, if you're it in can. a decent agency, or it is can. It, does it really fluctuate? Depends what jobs you do, and it depends who you are. Because you can get paid, um, you can get paid uh, like the same amount. Well, you can get paid different amounts for the same job, basically. Am I gonna ask, can we move him? <laughs> Why? He's Why? being Why you fucking retarded. So much. I don't, he's normally fine. I don't know what the fuck he's here. Do you want to just like, put him in my room or something? There's just something about this bit of sleeve. Yeah, honestly, he's done it to like five guests. <laughs> really? It's fucking, it gets too much, so it puts people off. <laughs> you just put him in my room and open the balcony? Yeah. So he can like piss or whatever. I don't mind. And then shut the door as well, because it'll just scratch. Yeah. Fucking annoying cunt. Sorry. He goes, he's either like that or he's asleep. Really? No, I don't mind. It's just whatever. As long as I'm not getting shagged on foot on camera, then. Yeah, well, that's, that's what cool. is happening. So. <laughs> yeah, what did you say? You said. Um, About pay. Yeah, you can. You can get paid really well. Top models get paid, you know, a shit ton. Um, and you will get paid depending on how much experience you have and what type of model you are. Um, and you can make a living off it, but. Once they're done with you, they're done with you. But yeah. I, I think like most industries are like that, man. Music is like that. I think music is probably 10 times worse than the modern industry. Like I respect the modern industry in a way because they can just be like, you've put too much weight on, we're dropping you. Or like, yeah. you're too old now. And I'm like, you know what? Fair enough. Because it feels more objective. Yeah. And they can they can be savage and be straight up about it. But the music industry is like, 
they're going to keep you going around in circles and circles telling you you're okay or telling you to try this and keep your arm's length just to like see if you might do something sign you and shelve you yeah I think I'm, I'm probably a, a bad or biased person to talk about industries with uh, anyway in general just because I'm super independent and I'm also just super like I guess anti-establishment in general like the way I just yeah. am you know so I'm always like fuck the man you know do it myself and my friends so yeah biased because I was paying you I think what I say I the brand was like 900 pound day rate or something so mm. it's pretty decent I mm-hmm. guess yeah mm-hmm. if, if, if you got the and, and then the, the agency takes like what 20-30% yeah that's what they tell you they take yeah and probably more <laughs> yeah 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 like they'll, chop it, they'll chop some off the top yeah but it's yeah, it's the game, bro. Like, it's all the same. Music's the same. Like, it's all a finesse. And you're either, like, finessing or getting finessed. <laughs> and I'm think, yeah. Being a finesse. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, low key. Low key. So when did... Well, I guess, like, were you doing modelling until, in your mind, music basically paid enough or more? Was, was that the way you thought about no. it? And even now, like, do you do way less modelling now because music's getting bigger? I... Or is it just, is it not that? It's weird. I never, so modeling was, as I said before, it's always been a side thing, but it's always also been a thing where I'm like, I'd love to make money out of it because you have fun shoots and you meet fun people and it's also just network, uh, networking for music. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't say I do more now. I mean, my price has gone up, which is good. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, bigger shoots, better money. Um, but I think, I just I started to understand that all of this stuff is just linked bro like I've got like two sets of PR right now who do like celebrity PR who we just brought on and then music PR and I have my distributor who like links some other stuff up and I'm like they all do the same things like if they get me a look in a magazine where I'm taking pictures that's kind of modelling really isn't it like and if they get me um, some clothes from a brand I've got to take a picture of it's like that's also modelling and it's music you know so I'm never not doing it and I'm always open to doing it but I guess I'm just saying like I don't I'm not spending my energy on trying to be a model ever yeah and I'm not spending my energy on trying to entertain the music industry really either you know or the industry bullshit sides of things just making music bro and enjoying it yeah so like on that then do you think would you always be independent like if Universal came along tomorrow and said let's fucking make you a bit more commercial I'm not, I'm not an idiot so if someone gives me a meal that's, I'm taking that's what I mean yeah, yeah. where's yeah. the line <laughs> I think I think that I'm lucky now that I've I've got to a point where and I can only say this really in the last couple of weeks um, well uh, since the album and before the album but I got to a point where things are now ne- like non-negotiably going well like yeah. you can't. I can't be spoken to about numbers or this or that or that or selling tickets whereas for the whole of my career before of course people could have said things and obviously there's loads of loads of ways to, ways to go but um, I just think now it's like oh yeah there's this thing it definitely works so it's like either get behind it or not and I've spoken to my my boys my managers David and Ben who also run CloudX which is a label that I'm signed to yeah I saw that on your Instagram yeah. I was wondering it's like it's an independent label and everyone's like oh yeah you know you're signed to a label and stuff it's like the label of my two best friends that who started it so they could distribute my records legally. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, you have to go through these things. Um, but it's not, <laughs> we're not funded by anyone apart from them two boys. Yeah, I was going to say, so how does that work then? I guess you kind of answered it. Like like Spotify stuff, like just music, like music money mm-hmm. in general. 
Is that just go basically to the three of you? Yeah, so I have Whereas a... Dis- with a label, they would take like fucking loads of it. Yeah, kind of. So basically, if you sign basically a major deal with a label, they're going to give you an advance. Say that you sign a five album record deal, which is a massive deal. Give you a, an advance of a mil, which is cool. And they'll probably spend, let's say three to four mil on your on your whole campaign for the next five albums, which is not a lot, actually. They'd probably spend so much more. You're not going to see any of that money off any of the streams or anything more like, uh, likely if it's a big deal like that, if it's a 360 deal, until you have paid off that money that the label have put in. So if you spend yeah. your mill, you're finished, really. Unless you've carved out some bit in your deal where you can earn money off merch or something like that. Um, and with me, the deal I have is that I have a distribution deal with Empire who work closely with me and CloudX. Um, I've known them for like so many years now and they're like my boys too, they're friends. They're a bit older than me, but we're all cool. And so my CloudX label distributions go out through Empire and basically Empire put some money up for marketing as well as CloudX. CloudX's money comes from just my boys doing what they're doing. I don't ask them where their money comes from. It's nothing to do with me. Um, And instead of taking, you know, getting a a milli advance you take less so that the point is you can earn off your streams sooner so as soon as you start paying off your streams which I'm about to do it means like that money's just in your bank I can just sleep and it's rolling over you know but I wouldn't say that independent grand is for everyone I think it suits me because I like creative control and that's one of the main reasons why I wouldn't sign to a label and never have I've been into labels before who've told me to make grime I'm pulling up into a label with like being a singer and a guitar and they're talking about making grime and stuff. It's like, doesn't make sense. Um, Talking about me being Chris Brown and stuff, want me to dance and shit. I'm like, it's not me. So that's why I wouldn't. But like I said, like at the beginning, I would now sign for a mill because even my my manager said, it's like not signing for a mill is ridiculous because if you can get a mill of someone and they can say, go and spend it, me and my two boys, we could spend that and add six months through the roof. You know what I mean? Like we can do so much with that. So I think anyone is, yeah, anyone is kind of silly not to take that amount of money if you know what to do with it. Yeah. So on that then, like, where does marketing budget from labels and if you were to do it yourself, say with that mill, hmm. where would you spend it? Because obviously, like, you've obviously built up an organic following, like a big one. So at that point. Is it like Facebook ads for like econ brands or mm. like Instagram stuff, YouTube, what, what is it? It depends what type of artist you are. Um, you kind of have to figure out what your fan base are like, and who they are, where they are and like what they want, as well as like how your music is best received. So, yeah. you know, I have a friend who is quite like, he's kind of like an internet kid type vibe, you know? He's super like yeah. into social media and marketing and he's like really funny and like kind of quirky online and he's like I don't know how to describe him but you know what I mean like internet kid for him it's like I'm rinsing TikTok ads and Facebook ads and that's what he does amazingly his TikTok is amazing because that is completely his pocket but for me especially my music being like kind of serious and like emotional you know what I mean like I can't really turn it into cocaine and girls on TikTok (laughs) exactly like just get taken down ASAP but I th- there are ways to like, you know, meme it, but like I wouldn't use a meme campaign as a central thing. Like what we always speak about doing is actually doing things in real life also because they're things that excite me. Like certain campaigns that I like, you know, I'll just get 
massive billboards or whatever and like go and physically stick them up places myself illegally you know what I mean and then yeah. get loads of pictures taken yeah. of them and everyone's like oh you know create commotion through the news or whatever or I'd put a lot of spend behind my YouTube videos personally because my YouTube videos um, do quite well or you know spend a lot behind merch and then do things you know there's so many different things but you really have to figure out what your what your fan base is yeah TikTok's mad actually I started yeah. posting clips from this shitty little podcast on TikTok yeah it was getting like 300 views then yeah. one of them got nearly 200k views yesterday <laughs> Bro, just, it's, just randomly TikTok is so weird I don't get how it can do that that's why I say loads but like relative yeah it's, you can have like, it's like algorithm four shit. videos on 10 yeah. plays and then one will just hit a mill like it's randomly weird. like Instagram does not do that shit Instagram's going it's down fucked. as well bro yeah. yeah I've been trying to get into TikTok but I've I've always found it hard for what I do because I always see it as like kind of like a bit gimmicky for me but everyone yeah. around me is trying to tell me that I'm tripping they're like nah you're bugging like, you just need to get on TikTok so I've started kind of probably getting into yeah. it yeah it's probably a way to do it mm. it's like relevant but doesn't fuck your brand yeah I yeah guess. it's so true I think I'm super like cautious about my brand as well yeah just because I've been like try to get turned into so many different things before that the idea of like you know what I mean coming across as like I don't know some weirdo stress, stresses yeah, me out yeah some sellout on TikTok yeah trust me trust me on the money side then on the flip side where does most the money come from in music and I, well I guess yeah where does most mm. money come from like revenue wise and then yeah. secondly like I suppose what's the most profitable part of it well I always say and all my friends always say like if you're getting into music to make money, don't. Cause that's like, what the previous scan. Yeah, you know, he's, He was definitely a lot smaller than you, but he yeah. said the same shit. Yeah, don't. That's not, it's not a quick flip. Like, I know bear rappers who are like, yeah, man, I'm trying to get this music money. I'm like, why, why, bro? Like, there's so mm. many better ways to make money. Even my, my manager says all the time, because he's super smart, bro. He got like, he like grew up rough, uh, rough, but got like a 100% scholarship to go to a private school. He's like yeah. fucking insanely smart. Um, and we always joke about it because he's just like, I could just be like in finance, bro, and just making bare bread, but I'm here like grinding my ass off for like pennies, but just because it's like lifestyle stuff, right? And this is what you choose, you know, we get to work with our friends, but music money is not a thing. Most artists don't make money off streams at all. Nowadays, a lot of artists are because there's different ways to become independent, um, there are different things like this thing called United Masters, which I've seen before and like stuff like that where it allows artists to basically be their own label because you can do that with the internet now, right? But <laughs> really like artists make their money with brand deals and yeah. modeling stuff and fashion stuff like and merch. Like I can't remember what the figures are, but Travis Scott makes so much money off his merch or made so much money off his merch. Yeah. But until you get up to his level anyway, you're not really making money off streaming. Because the chances are you've taken a fat deal or someone has put, you know, 500K into your marketing. So you might be getting 20 racks a month for Spotify, but you got to wait, you know what I mean? Until that shit pays off. Yeah, and you is that how much? Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, it is. It's like the old um, EP, old EP merch. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty sick actually. It, I got blue pill and red pill ones. Is that just on your website? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just making some new one. I'll bring you one. Next time I see you, I'll just bring you one actually. It's like 10 minutes around the corner. Yeah, sick. No, it's cool. I like that. Yeah. I guess, right, changing subjects a little bit. Mm. What's like the, the maddest shit you've seen in, in the music industry? Or, or is that just, or is it like a myth? I mean, I don't know. Like, have you, I mean, even just listening to one of your songs earlier. 
What, when you say mad, what do you mean? Like, fucking, I don't know. I like parties with Travis Scott and shit. Or, or is it just like, does it completely depend what circles you're in? Well, also, like, I'm not, I personally don't get, like, surprised by much, yeah. you know? So I've been in parties in LA and seen a lot of things, but nothing surprises me. I'm like, I've got, it's Hollywood, you know what I mean? This is what yeah, people yeah. do. Even in parties here and, like, private members clubs, like, people, people go wild, but, like, yeah, I, I haven't, maybe I'm just so accustomed to it, innit? But there's nothing in my head where I'm like, wow, like, that was really crazy. I guess in a way to put the question then, was there, I don't know, is, has there been a moment where you thought, oh, like, this music thing's starting to fucking blow up? Or is there like a pivot or has it been more gradual? Yeah, I think it's been super gradual for me, if I'm honest. Um, as I said, like, even to you before, when I, when I first came in, like, I've never personally really felt proud of shit ever, just cause I always feel like, you know, cool, 100 plays is cool, 1000 next time, 1000 plays is cool, what's 10,000, you know? And hitting a mil monthly listeners was nice just because it was like a fat middle finger to everyone who doubted me and my boys, like yeah. off doing it independently. So I think that's probably the, like, the best or the most exciting milestone I've had, as I said before, cause it's just like non-negotiable, but Really, like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not excited because I'm not done. Like, I just feel like there's, there's so much to do. Even for this album I just released, <laughs> it's like, we, we made three great videos and that's all cool. But like, I want five videos and I want like three more music videos. And I yeah. want, you know what I mean? To be able to do so much more. Like, I want to be able to make films and stuff and make my own fashion line. So it's cool, but it's a, yeah, it's a slow, slow grind and slow process, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And on like music videos and shit then. Is that way easier if you were to get in bed with a big label? Or is it still like, you can still do everything to the same level? Like even in terms of like production and shit. I mean, I'm yeah. not a producer, but yeah. like, is there anything that you think, oh, well, maybe I should work with a big label? And, and have you been approached by big labels? I have been approached by big labels before, but they've, I've never been given a good deal, which yeah. is also why I've never signed to a <clears throat> label. Um, most of the approaching also happened before things started going well, well. Not well, but like they were fine. It was cool. It was like, yeah, if I was a label, I'd probably sign it because, you know, this did a million by itself or whatever. But, um, you know, as things got better and me and the boys started pushing CloudX more, it was like, this is our thing. This is our label and this is us. Like, you can approach us if you want, but clearly we're on our like, own trajectory, you know. And we throw loads of parties and loads of people come and they're like kind of turn it into a whole world, you know? So now it's like, kind of label for what? But um, yeah, I think music videos are a tough one, man. I've, I think the max I've ever spent on a music video is three grand, which is yeah, chips, nothing. which is absolutely nothing. But my, the, my music video on the most views, which is I think on like eight mil, I spent 400 pounds on it. And up. yeah, it was at my ex girlfriend's house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally messaged my ex girlfriend like, "Hi, this is really weird, but can I use your house for a music video?" And just all got Ubers to like, sorry. While I had a girl as well, so I had to like explain to my girl. I was like, "Babes, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah." I was like, "I haven't got a label right now. Like, you need to understand. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. to do what I have to do." Was it a nice um, house? Yeah, fucking huge. Yeah, I've seen the video. Yeah, 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 yeah. fucking okay. huge. Um, the video wasn't the video was whatever, but I think we learned to be super creative on no budget. Like I dropped a song called Sleepless Nights recently, right? Um, just before my album, which came out like 
last couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah. And the song was made by my manager because he writes songs and stuff. And he was like, ah, oh, I had COVID when I sung it. I think you'd sound cool on it. So I sung it, got it mixed and mastered by my friend in LA who I met when I was 18, who does all of my stuff, Connor, fucking G. Um, and shot the video as soon as we come out of lockdown for 200 pounds at a phone box. And it looks like I a major know. label video. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, I have so many iPhones like people are these days. I got your iPhone, like cinema what, mode. That's what I mean, bro. Ridiculous. And labels are spending 50K on videos yeah. and then buying their views because they don't do well because they didn't, yeah. their artists didn't. There's a like, lesson there for sure. You know what I mean? They didn't build their fan base. I'm <clears> like, bro, the groundwork is so key. And like getting creative and like, what we did was just make friends. I had to go to all the parties and like meet everyone and had to do all the time DMing people who didn't reply to me. Yeah. And now they're DMing me back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, facts. But there's still a way to go, man. I still get aired in my DMs 24-7. So. Yeah, same. Trying to get fucking guests for the yeah, podcast. Nah, I get yeah, it, man. People. I just stopped DMing. I'm like, oh, it's going to come. Something's going to come. Yeah, I'm not very true. No one, but. Very true. So the whole independent thing then, like... I know you said you never had like a co-sign or a big feature. Mm. Do you think to get to like, I guess the next level or where you see things going, you know, fucking Drake came along and said, obviously, but oh, yeah. <laughs> is there like, is there people you want to feature with or is it more just if they're like that big, you'd have to, like, I guess, are you only doing it yourself to like prove a point or because you just haven't met, you know, haven't yeah. come across the right opportunity yet? I guess I'm doing it myself because it's the only way I know to do it, really. Yeah. And also because <clears throat> I haven't really had opportunities where people gave me shit ever. Like, I've never been offered big money by labels like that. Um, mm. I've never got all the photo shoots, so got all of this, even when shit was undeniable, even when I was doing, you know, a mill without anyone putting me on the playlist, you know? It took me three years, four years to get on the playlist and I'd already done millions of streams. I was like, that doesn't make no sense at all. Um, but on the other side, I love, I do want to collaborate and I love collaboration. And, you know, a cosign is, I do think everyone needs a cosign at some point. So a cosign is something that I would obviously welcome with open arms. I wouldn't be like, no, sorry, Drake, don't put me on your story, please, because I want to be yeah, independent. Yeah. But I think everyone needs something to like, take them to that next level. Um, and if it's not a million pounds, then it's gotta be like some type of cosign or some type of moment. That's really what it is. Whether it's like you have this super crazy idea for a video um, and you're gonna do this and that's gonna be the one that's gonna like go viral or whatever. I actually have one of those, but I can't talk about it because I don't want someone to steal it. Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a super video, a cool video idea though that hoping it's gonna be a really a thing. Yeah, sick. Right, I want to switch the subject to get yeah. back in after the usual piss and wine break. Um, I don't know if you can speak about this shit, but you mentioned you've had a girlfriend for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Like, does it bother her that you're getting more attention? Because, well, I guess that's kind of the opening question, but like, obviously there must be more, more attention in every respect, like professionally mm. and as a result, personally. I think it's like, hard. Has that affected anything? Because uh, obviously, you, like three and a half year relationship. Yeah. At your age is fucking long. Yeah. Unless yeah. I'm just shit at relationships. <laughs> no, it's, but, it's fucking long. And we have broken up, you know? So it's hard. It's super hard. Um, I think it's hard on both sides as well. You know, something we talk about a lot. Uh, I can just imagine having a partner who's in the limelight 
to to any respect you know what i mean low level yeah. or high level like that they all bring different issues <clears throat> it's, it's super hard to get used to um because i guess it's not quote unquote normal right but i think it's something that you have to work out with your partner like whether they're whether they're able to accept certain things and then where you draw lines on boundaries i always think it's super like normal you know we always speak about it and i'm like to me it's normal to have to talk about these things regardless of my job. Like it doesn't matter if I have to shoot a video of girls in it or it doesn't matter if I have to go on tour. Like people just have different lives. And like we could both be with someone completely different and it'd yeah. always be challenges in our relationship, you know? So I always try and be like, let's not make it about me being in music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's try and look at it for what it is. Is she in the industry or no? no she works in like kind of like branding, advertising stuff. So not really music stuff. But there's crossover there loads. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you think you could be, on the flip side, could you be with someone that was also like a famous musician? I'll tell you what, I couldn't be with an actor because I can't be with anyone who has to have any sex scenes going on, man. I'm, yeah, I get, that's what I mean. I get super jealous, bro. So <laughs> I get mad jealous and possessive. But um, I think I could. I mean, I get why celebrities go out with other celebrities because they understand each other's lifestyle. Like there's yeah, certain yeah. questions you don't have to ask, but they, those relationships also pose their own problems in the same way. So man, I'm always like, I could, I could do whatever. I'm so chilled, bro. I could like, yeah, do whatever. Don't my girlfriend see it. I mean, like, I could be with this girl, like this girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually funny. I, I won't say their name. Uh, they won't mind me saying this. I don't really know them that well, but mm. a friend, well, a fr like a, a friend of a friend, a kind of a friend, I don't know him that well, but we were speaking about this the other night with my friend about his friend, who's kind of my friend, but <laughs> his girlfriend has literally gone from being unknown to having like 5 million Instagram followers Ooh. because she's a main character on a Netflix series. Oh shit. If anyone's watching, maybe they can work this out. Um, Short amount of time as well. Yeah, like a year. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's like a new season comes mil. out I think she was like she wasn't like no one she had maybe like 100k and she went okay, 100k to okay. 5 mil and he like has like completely normal job like fucking unknown like, mm -hmm. you know private Instagram account and he was saying oh, this is like an anecdote of what he said so it's not an exact quote but people like Ben Chilwell fucking sliding into her DMs yeah and like I'm, I'm sure it's not just him yeah 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 and she's like presumably like a millionaire now and yeah her boyfriend's not and like apparently they've just broken up but fucking hell that must have been a yeah like tough. I imagine myself in his shoes and think Jesus like that's pretty difficult yeah for real especially because it's like she's fucking making it like financially as well mm -hmm. and he's like left behind doing mm -hmm. normal shit I think they were together like or they knew each other long before she had yeah. any of that shit yeah but it's just interesting because that's like the only like example of that that I've personally ever heard of in like my yeah. network it's it's fucking hard also it's like in my instance it's harder for my girl of course like in in different ways but I think it is you know because it's a lot to deal with like you know this person you're with and your best friend as well yeah. becomes this thing which almost becomes like bigger than not bigger than your relationship but all of a sudden they're like a thing to the world you know like I get it where like, I get DMs from certain crazy fans daily three times a day yeah. who are like calling me daddy and shit like 24 7 and I'm like I'm not even people don't even know who I am so I can't imagine how crazy it is when you're when people are really popping you know 
and how hard it must be for someone's partner to see that. And, you know, everyone, everyone deals with their own things. Like, so it'd be super crazy to see. But at the same time, I'm, I'm always, and I don't know if I'm in a position of privilege to be in, you know, be the one in, the, in a relationship who's like the music one or whatever, but I'm always just like, we're, we're kind of just dealt with the hands we, we get really. And anyone could be with anyone. I'm always like, you know, my girl could be with Vin Diesel or she could be with the guy who works in the corner shop, like whatever is cool. And I could be with whoever. And there are so many issues that you're going to have in every relationship, regardless of who they are, what they do and how much money they make. And you just have to take it as it comes. Which is why I always try and see everything as like, you know, a day-to-day thing. You know, it's like, yeah, we can talk about music and this and how hard this is, but it's like, are we good or not? Yeah. Because all the other stuff comes second. Yeah, very true. And the DMs. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, like you were saying, fuck. I've often thought this, like, how many DMs would Drake get in a day? Like, yeah. 100,000. Yeah, yes. At least. Probably at least. At least. I get better day and I haven't even got that many followers like comparatively you know yeah I started getting DMs about this podcast for 15 year old boys (laughs) not sexual ones but um, (laughs) not yet anyway want to come on well I had um, yeah I had um, a viewer sent me six bottles it's not this wine actually I think Mm. I finished it he sent me six bottles of red wine from Italy because he watched like two podcasts I was like fuck imagine (laughs) the shit Logan Paul's getting or whatever yeah yeah do you think being in a relationship makes it harder to write like emotional music I have never struggled that's what I mean. Yeah, I've never struggled. Because I, I kind of joke to myself, like, oh, I just had a breakup. Maybe I should write a fucking album. <laughs> it's like the perfect time for like a creative outlet. Yeah. I definitely think everyone knows that if you break up, the, the thing you release after anything creatively, video, album, it's going to be fire. Like, That's every, what I mean. Everyone yeah. knows it. it's going to be fire. So you should do that. You should get that freestyles, those freestyles going. And <laughs> yeah, legit. But, legit. No, I've never, I've never had a problem with it. I think just because... I've been single most of my life um, and I've always written emotional shit. I think just because kind of emotional dude, like not even like a cry emotional dude, just like I think a lot um, about like relationships, like my relationship with myself, my relationship with the world, you know, all the issues in the world. I don't know if it's because of my star sign. That's what people tell me, even though I'm not very, not into that stuff a lot. Um, but I'm just very like, yeah, I'm a very active thinker about emotional things. So I've always been super in touch with my emotions and I've always been able to articulate them. So when it comes to storytelling and songwriting, I can always write kind of regardless of what I'm going through um, and always write about anything, really. I could write a song about, you know, falling in love with someone and or falling out of love with someone and like, you know, having sex with a stripper or like yeah. missing someone because they cheated on me with my best friend. It's like, I haven't been through it, but... You know, I can write about it. Yeah, true. On the flip side, true. most things I've put out, I've definitely, most definitely been through. Like, yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's some pretty colourful lyrics, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lyrics are my favourite thing, man. Lyrics are easily my favourite thing. Yeah, definitely. And coming on to the whole, I feel like this is a very controversial one, but mm. like the whole, I guess, like rock star image mm-hmm. do you think like you know drugs strippers whatever it is mm-hmm. is that like do you think that is that like an authentic thing or is that like for who for me well, well i guess well i guess in general um yeah i guess for you or is it like building the 
building the brand of Santino that isn't necessarily you. It's like your music brand. I that's like two uh, interesting two part thing again. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Being a rock star is is kind of a corny thing to say nowadays, isn't it? Because yeah, I, I know feel like, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of but a lot of rappers have adopted adopted this rock star life of things, which is them like being really loud and having crazy shows, yeah. which is cool. But like for me, also being a rock star is being able to actually shred your instrument and be amazing musically at your thing, and going crazy and like partying. Like I, let's just say it's not fake. I party a lot. And I go out a lot and I love to drink and I have a good time. Yo, fellas, quick one. You may or may not have noticed there's been a bit of merch, so to speak, in recent episodes. We've got two different things. We've got some of the retro style OG neon beach posters that I designed like four years ago. You may have seen that on my Instagram. And then we've got some of the best-selling OG viral style neon signs that basically did start that entire craze about two years ago now. So yeah, if you want to add something to your home office, your living room, just anywhere sick, basically, that you want to add that extra thing to and support the channel, then you can check that. Out. link is in the bio midnight.co forward slash shop and yeah just an aesthetic item to complement the process I suppose cheers for watching and enjoy the rest of the pod but I'm not like an like an asshole and I'm not ignorant like a lot of people love to relate this rock star thing to like someone smashing up a hotel or like yeah you know passing out drunk and peeing on shit or something like I'm not an like, I'm not a dickhead you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. I have respect and I'm classy but like I go out a lot I love to party and I love to like live by my own rules and like say fuck you to everyone or like fuck you to like, you know, the man or whatever. Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not a dickhead. And a lot of people say, say that when they meet me as well, that like, they're like, oh, I thought you were like, gonna be a bit more like of an arsehole or whatever. And it's like, just a normal dude. Like it's, it's rude for me to like turn up and like not to speak to someone or not look someone in the face when I'm talking to them or some shit. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not a rock star if you do that, you're just a dickhead. Like there's, there's a very big difference. Yeah, um, interesting. But I also think it is something I've wanted to push more in my music because it's how I feel and who I am. You know, I'm very like, I do whatever, whenever, however I want to do it. I go out whenever, I don't care if it's Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, like pull up to wherever. But because I have a kind of soft voice, an R&B voice, it's really easy to just like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Put me in that, which is why I like <clears throat> most of my new stuff is that like I'm really trying to push loads of loud guitars and all that stuff. Cause that's what I grew up on. I started playing guitar before I started singing really. So, yeah. Yeah, true. I've still got my guitar here. I played the other day and I yeah. had fucking calluses. <laughs> like, I'd literally forgotten how to do it. So the motor neurons in my yeah. brain are <laughs> just like, I literally haven't played for like three years okay. like, at all. Yeah, Like nah. at all. It's one of them ones you have to. Like every couple of weeks at least to keep, you know. Yeah, legit. I mean, it's, it's like anything like, fucking work, business, sports, like if you yeah. don't do it for three years, like it's yeah. there, but you have to like get the shit going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Muscle obviously memory, for me, yeah. it's very much just fucking bit of fun now and then, but it was, <laughs> it was when I broke up with my girlfriend, I was like, fuck, we'll get the guitar out, start serenading like the air <laughs> and get like crying about it. Do you think, I put some, someone on Twitter like, a few days ago, actually, I like, discovered Twitter like six months ago. I having, yeah, yeah, get, get some more. And it was like, my opinion is, Alcohol brings out, yeah, cheers. Speaking of it. Yeah, well, speaking of it, particularly yeah. red wine, in my opinion. Yeah. I was basically saying that if I was completely, because I've, I've toyed with the idea of trying to go like completely sober for like six months. Mm. And maybe I'm just fucking, I don't know, not committed enough. But I feel like 
elements of like partying and drinking, like particularly like wine, make you, well not make you more creative, but bring out like a depth, particularly like music, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. rather than maybe, I don't know, fucking graphic design, mm-hmm. where you maybe just focus a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, Do you think that helps you? Yeah, I think it's harder to do anything where you have to look at screens. So yeah. like, for example, when I'm producing, if I'm waved in any way, I'm like, this is long, I'm gonna give up. Um, but as far as writing and I think, not even like the practical side of the thing, I think creatively thinking and like doing things that provoke thought and stuff, it definitely, there's definitely a link. Um, but a lot of people are always like, yeah, I smoke weed to be creative, da 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 da. And I'm like, you don't, bro, because 50% of the time you're gonna fall asleep or watch a movie. Yeah. And then 50% of the time you're gonna write something. You know what I mean? And it's like, it might help you a bit. And I know a lot of people who like, you know, do smoke all the time and it helps them write. But I'm like, I think there are exceptions. And I think generally, I wouldn't say specifically weed is like this magical thing that helps people to be creative. But I definitely do, and I don't know what the link is, but I definitely do find inspiration in like partying and and drinking and like being out or like, whether it's wine drunk or like whiskey drunk. and Yeah, they're very different. Yeah, a lot of the time whiskey's like me and my boys, we have a little whiskey, you like sit down and have intellectual conversation. Wine is like my girls around. We have a little some wine. And, Red wine. I start playing the 1975 yeah, and like exactly. getting sad about my 2011 Bro, girlfriend. Trust me, you get sad about some crazy shit. So oh, I remember that time. <laughs> yeah, legit. But um, I definitely do think there is some. There's a tie there. I mean, of course I do as well. I'm I party a lot, as I said. I, I get drunk a lot and I write a lot when I'm drunk and about being drunk and about partying. You know, so it's definitely a theme in my in my music. Um, but yeah. not in a way which is like you know party 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 twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. It's more like you know not, the after effects. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I do think there is. I'm not sure what it is, but there definitely is. Yeah, because like we were saying before off camera about a certain controversial topic. Like I feel like my experience of people is like generally like you know like the creatives and entrepreneurs and whatever like forward thinkers you know whatever yeah. you want to call it. I feel like there's a pattern where generally the best ones or the, the most creative ones do similar shit in that respect. Like mm-hmm. the, they like do really good work whether that's music, building a business, mm-hmm. fucking whatever. But then they love the fucking session. Like yeah, just, yeah, I've yeah. really seen a pattern in that. Like yes, so true. I could actually. think of like certain examples and like some are just into drinks, some love to fucking do drugs really hard. Yeah. But like it doesn't, it clearly doesn't negatively affect their ability like in a way I feel like it probably brings it out almost more yeah. and then you obviously get obviously the other side of that where there's probably like a bloody alcohol problem in like British society yeah I mean but then there are people that is. aren't putting that energy or that in- potential inspiration towards Into, something yeah it's so true I, I mean, don't know it's just an observation yeah I mean definitely there's a there's an alcohol and drug problem in the UK firstly like you know we binge drink and we're one of the only countries in the world obviously yeah. around Europe as well there are a lot of people who do it but like we've been drinking from an early age like Americans are drinking like you know whatever wine coolers or something like yeah. WKD Bud Light yeah at at age, age 90 yeah age yeah. 19 20 it's like I was 16 like cane and vodka like from early um, yeah it's quite mad actually but yeah it's so true but I do think that um, a lot of people who have really active minds and it tends to be creative people and creative thinkers and I don't even just mean like artists and graphic designers. I mean, anyone who 
kind of has like a like an entrepreneurial mind who has to like think for themselves and yeah. like create opportunities themselves tend to have minds that race 24-7 and want to have a break from that. And I do think that whether it's some people do drugs or some people drink or whatever, it's like that is their escape from their mind racing 24-7 with whatever it is. Um, obviously, it's hard one because it's super easy to become dependent on these things and on some things more than others, which is which is why, you, you know, you see how many musicians specifically have died of overdoses. Heroin at 27 bro at 27 like yeah. Hendrix Kurt Cobain Amy Winehouse like Whitney Houston and died of Juice some... at 21 bro Lil Peep yeah like, loads it's, it's like there's there's something there which I think people have touched on and spoken about and I find it super interesting um, but I, I wonder yeah I wonder what it is I think also creative minds are like tormented souls in a way you know like I think yeah I feel that you know what I mean there's something inside a lot of creative people I know. And I know myself personally as well that like, you're just dark souls, you know, and like old souls. And I think that's also what makes what you do in your day-to-day life and how you think so amazing, but also is a reason you're drawn to these, you know, forms of escaping that shit. Yeah. On the whole, like drugs and like rappers particularly, I feel like that that's such a like cultural thing, like yeah. Juice World, whatever, obviously one big example of plenty of others ones that are alive and dead sadly um do you think that is like an image thing almost like the more controversial they can be like look at someone like trippy red like i fucking love his music but like are the face tats gonna look good when he's 40 yeah i don't know like well that's kind of a different <laughs> yeah, issue but like yeah no, you I feel like you he mean. made those decisions when he was fucking on something yeah trippy's hard though <laughs> yeah but yeah i know what you mean i think they they go hand in hand don't they it's like the, the first artist would would start to use drugs because maybe they have demons or it makes maybe it helps them get something out of them. You know, Ray Charles or Jimi Hendrix writing crazy albums and yeah, songs yeah. on these things back in the day. All of a sudden, we treasure those artists as like the best artists, kind of not of all time, but like, you know, of certain generations. People look up to them and also understand they have substance abuse problems. Yeah. It then becomes cool to do that, to be like them. And we get, yeah, we yeah. get down to here where it's like, you know, now in 2021 where it's like, yeah, can't really tell if you're doing Xanax to be cool or like- Like Lil Xan said so, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really know, but like they, they all kind of merge into one thing. You know what I mean? It's really hard to like, hard to like distinguish, but fuck Xan specifically. Xan's are bad. Yeah, I've actually never tried. Yeah, I know some friends who like lost their, lost their lives off Xan's, like friends and friends of, of people as well. Um, like random stuff, like coming, up, coming home from like a night out um, of doing whatever and then like popping his hand to go to bed and just like not waking up and shit. Yeah, fuck. Bad. Yeah. Have you ever, ever dabbled in psychedelics in, in a legal fashion, of course, in <laughs> legal places? <laughs> I haven't, but I've always wanted to. And... Mm, yeah, I, I have a few times. I, I'm it? fascinated by it because of this new business I'm working on. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically like in the short term is an imitation of a microdose in yeah. a supplement form that's like that's the concept yeah 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 nice. but then like psilocybin and shit mm-hmm. I've been reading so much about it I think you know like the mental health studies that are going on now like decriminalising it de-stigmatising yeah. it I feel like it's the next CBD yeah I completely but agree. I've never got on with like weed really whereas in the experiences of had in legal countries with psychedelics which not that many I haven't done fucking iOS mm. or anything but like just mushrooms and shit it's way more 
I don't know, I just felt like super creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I've, like pretty profound shit. Everyone always tells me like, they can't believe I haven't done like weed and acid and stuff. They're like, you? Like, you're that? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I'm quite I surprised. They see me as, yeah, like a creative, yeah. whatever. I think I used to smoke a lot of weed, like so much. Like, I can't even tell you how much, like loads. And I stopped um, about three years ago. And I, looking back on it, I don't think weed was as productive as I thought it was as like we kind of spoke about earlier. I feel like it slows you down. Yeah. It's other shit maybe. Yeah. Speeds or heinz. Also my relationship changed with it. Like I've smoked since I've stopped once or twice, like had some hash in like Morocco or whatever. And I was like, wow, yeah. this is this is great. And it's like, oh yeah, cause I'm not, it's not, you know, London, whatever, whatever. But I find weed a weird one, but I've, I've always had a really positive outlook on psychedelics. And the only reason I haven't done them is because the only times I've been offered them properly is when I was too high because I used to smoke. And I was like- Probably not a good combination. Yeah, I was like, nah, now it's not. I want to be pure and like clean if I do that, do that shit. But yeah, yeah, I really, I really rate psychedelics. I've never dived into it, but I've dived into like YouTube videos and research and stuff, but. Yeah, I, f- I felt like people like Jimi Hendrix, certainly like, like the fucking Beatles back mm-hmm. in the day, that was obviously like 60s, 70s. Yeah. When there was that like psychedelic renaissance. I sound like I know what I'm talking about now, but I don't. <laughs> But then it's, yeah, it's just mad. Like there's so many conspiracy theories. We did actually speak about this in like a few episodes ago, which will have come out when this comes out. But yeah. fuck yeah, we'll probably get like shadow banned this video <laughs> because we're speaking about that sort of stuff. Yeah, but fuck, nah man, we'll be good. <laughs> something I was thinking about as well, and this is like fairly controversial and pretty fucking open, but that's the premise of this podcast. Mm. So like, obviously like antidepressants, and I'll explain why I'm saying this, are like fucking super common. And I think they massively help a lot of people. I've been on them when I was like 19 and came off them because I felt like it just, because I've always been quite up and down. I feel like probably like borderline bipolar and whatever, I've just kind of mm. dealt with it. But I had took these for a few months and I just felt like a robot. Like suddenly there was like no emotion. And I was yeah. like, fuck this. And no sex drive, by the way, in my experience, which is part of the reason I came off them. Yeah. But I was speaking to like a therapist the other week and they were like, oh, maybe you should try like antidepressants. I was like, fuck no. Cause like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, and I've spoke to his, so like my ex-girlfriend was fucking on them um, mm-hmm. and plenty of other people. Um, mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't have said her, but like someone and like people have told me like, yeah, I don't want to feel anything. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, like how could you, I don't know, like in my mind, my best like moments of inspiration, whether it's like literally in a day, I'll decide this is the new business. I'm, I don't know, yeah. maybe quite sporadically or like design that fucking post mm-hmm. or some shit. Yeah, that shit's hard. You do that? Yeah, no. I was about like four years ago. <laughs> But like, yeah, I don't know. Those moments to me are like, I don't know. Not I don't know if best. you've experienced anything similar, but like, I would yeah. rather be like, I feel like creatives, what I'm saying is I feel like creatives are genuinely quite up and down. Yeah, bro. But I I'd rather be that in my agree. experience than probably properly like flatlined. I completely agree. And I personally have like, it's not that I have a problem with like antidepressants. I think it's a, such a huge conversation to have, but yeah. I think I have a problem with the the world being, or, or like whoever it is, pharmaceutical companies, but being so quick to offer someone antidepressants because they feel a certain type of way, because it does numb you out, bro. Like it does robot you. Like I know so many people who have been on antidepressants and it just flatlines you. There's no, exactly it that, removes yeah. the ups and the downs, but I think what, we should learn to do as that humanity, which is obviously a fucking huge ask, but it's like, we need to learn to understand that fundamentally people are different. Like people get super anxious, people get super depressed. 
and people get super bipolar more so than others. And it doesn't mean that you should try and tame them to fit this like this state, which is going to be more useful for everybody in the world. It's like, no, we need to understand that like individuals are different. And also those things that may torment some people, which they need help to understand through therapy or through friendship or through anything, are also the things that make them who they are and also make them great. Like, which is why loads of, loads of the, the greatest people in the world have all had quote unquote mental health issues. I say quote unquote, because yeah. I'm, I'm all, I'm, I never want to be that guy to label someone as mental health, someone to have mental health issues as soon as they feel away. Um, and that's why I also think it's super hard in, in the world we live in now, because it's like, I'm split. It's like, yeah, everyone, everyone seems to have a lot of like, or, or some type of mental health issues. And I'm like, personally, I'm like, of course I do, because how crazy is social media for us to, to understand yeah, and looking at people's bodies 24 seven and you know what I mean? And like, of course it is, but I'm also like, I think there are, I think there are just more wholesome ways for us as a community to, to try and learn to deal with them. You know, I'm not, I don't have all the answers, but I just think that medication is, you know, some people need medication, but I think people over prescribe that stuff. And I think we need to try and figure out ways as a community to do things better for each other. Like I know a lot of men who just don't speak to other men about how they feel. I do the, yeah. I do the exact same thing. I do the exact same thing. And I'm like, why not find a way or maybe someone should do this. You know, I'm speaking about it and I'm not doing it. So maybe I'm a hypocrite, but I'm like, why doesn't someone find a way to build a platform where, or a way for men to feel more comfortable to speak to men, which is why I speak to all my boys all the time about stuff more openly, or I'm trying to. Like, no matter who I meet, if they have some issues, I'm like, I'm, let's talk about it. Because you feel stupid talking about it until you open up about it and realize that the person that was sitting next to you all night feels the exact same thing. And I would yeah, rather facts. do that, you know what I mean? Than like subscribe antidepressants to someone in a heartbeat. Cause I'm like, you're limiting someone, bro. You're, you're, numb, you're, you're dumbing them down, you know? But you know, there's so many, so many points and counterpoints that can be had of this. Yeah, I mean. Which is like, you know, I'm sure there are people looking at this like, oh yeah, you know, I, I hate you. I don't believe you and I don't agree with yeah, you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I just thought fucking, yeah. It's just yeah. like topical because I was speaking about it recently, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can, bro, I can. I just think it yeah. applies to, yeah, genuinely like creative people and shit. So. Yeah. I th- I, as I said, I think the main thing is I think creative people are, creative people are, people are tormented, bro. And it's not, to, it's not to say that other people don't deal with things, but there's just a common a common theme of creative people having demons. It's just a thing, you know? Yeah, like, facts. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, a lot of people watching this probably relate to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the so saddest thing is, I, I don't have the answer of how they go away. You know, there are no answers, but I definitely think, as I said, speaking to people, man, speaking to people always changes things. And it's funny, because I guess I'm a hypocrite, man. I don't speak to people about stuff, ever. I don't speak to my girl. Don't speak to my family about stuff. My best friends, rarely, I'm starting to more now, but the other day I was at a party and someone was going through some stuff. And I was drunk, so, you know, I was talking my shit, whatever. Um, But I was like, wow, all these things you're telling me right now whilst you're upset, you know, because, you know, they had a little breakdown or whatever. I was like, you think no one else understands, but you're sitting in a room with four other people who have been through similar things who are, who are just not brave enough to say it at this moment, you know? And you now allowed us to say that. 
and we all just spoke about it or went home feeling better. You might feel yeah. a bit embarrassed because you're <clears> but it's like sometimes you just want to know that there's someone else who feels similarly, you know? And that's like the the one thing that keeps you going through it. Yeah, it's so true. That's basically why I put this the first fucking podcast out originally mm. about all the fucking business shit that went wrong. Yeah. Because I was like, fuck, if I don't speak about this. It was yeah. like therapy for me. Yeah. But then I had legit like 400 messages off the back of that. And it only had like 5K views. So nothing yeah. mad. But like the, the message per view is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people are like, oh, fuck, I thought I was the only one. Like, <laughs> Or like, yeah, I think she, the problem is just a culture of highlight rule. Yeah, of bro. course. It's and then a- no one's speaking about like, the real world trust me it's like shit. in a world where we're meant to be so much more connected we've never been so disconnected bro yeah like Facebook's mission statement on meta is yeah. like <laughs> make the world more open and connected but yeah. realistically yeah. make the world more like closed and disconnected exactly it's exactly. like some weird dystopia <laughs> it is bro the ultimate irony it is we're living in our favourite dystopian film Loki. yeah it's fucked yeah I, I started I put a tweet out as well I'm fucking so promoting myself but I put this tweet out <laughs> Because I was like in my fields about my ex-girlfriend like a week ago. I don't know what happened. I was fine for like three weeks. And then I just drank too much up north mm-hmm. the other weekend. Happens. And I was like lost my shit. Happens. And started listening to like fucking robbers by the 1975. And like, <laughs> you know, you know the drill. Yeah. But yeah, I put this tweet out just being like same, like oh, whatever, like the whole culture on social media, particularly Twitter. Yeah. Is like, oh, I should be like a G and all this shit and not care. But that tweet went like viral. And yeah, I was like, fuck, because really? like people secretly fucking agree with it. So yeah. like, I say viral, but like, like 150,000 reach or some yeah, shit. Yeah, and I've yeah. got 400 followers. It's yeah, like, nice. What? Twitter's a weird one for me because I just, sometimes I like find it so funny because there's so much funny stuff on Twitter yeah. that like, you know, can make you laugh. But I'm also like, seeing this many people's opinions sometimes is so unhealthy because you start to think that because a tweet went viral, you have to agree with it. Yeah, facts. And also it's like a vocal minority of people have like basically got behind a got behind a tweet or a motion or an ideal and turned it into this thing. And I think it scares a lot of people into thinking that that's the only way to think. Like I don't want to get super specific because I don't want to make it mad political. But sometimes I do just look at Twitter and I'm like, all you motherfuckers who have liked that tweet like outside of stuff that's like funny or like, you know, personal, like yeah. political stuff, you think what they've said is bond. You think their word is bond and you have to live by that stuff. And you think that's how the world thinks. And really you don't understand that there's a minority of people on Twitter who like have cult followings about certain certain controversial topics. And they've tricked you into thinking that's how the world works. And the reason I say that is because the amount of times I've seen something on Twitter or spoke to someone at a dinner party or something at a party and everyone's like oh have you seen this thing going around about this or whatever um this is how everyone thinks at the moment and yeah. there's 10 people in the room who all don't think like that and i'm like no we've just seen that's it that's what tw- got pushed by the algorithm yeah yeah exactly that's it's just been pushed thing. on twitter and like that's not really how the people think at perception all. is reality and exactly never more than on like social media exactly exactly and the same with like the news and shit i mean i don't yeah, watch don't, don't even get, yeah, neither do i that's my <laughs> yeah, point no, but yeah, like, no. don't even get me started on that no um, way I'll be at all night. What am I watching the news for? No way. Yeah, there's just a lot of doom and gloom in there. Like everything yeah. on the news and shit that gets pushed in like tabloids. I mean, whether yeah. it's a certain disease or fucking X, Y, Z thing. And yeah. it probably doesn't, like there's probably a correlation between the amount of that and anti-depression, 
anti- antidepressants that have been prescribed. Yeah, like that's that's what I was trying to get at earlier as well about like social media and antidepressants. Like, of course there is, bro. Like we, Dave Chappelle said it. Um, who's one of my heroes, regardless of whether they tried to cancel him. Um, yeah. He's like, I love Dave Chappelle so much, man. Um, but he he said it so clearly. Um, how did he exactly say it? I don't want to like paraphrase him. Um, man, I can't just, remember just how he said it. it. I can't remember how he said it though. He said it so perfectly. Um, I actually can't remember it. Damn, like slipped my head. Yeah. Um, I've gone blank. Literally gone blank at like the thought of saying it. What did you say again? Just about the fact that like these news platforms, media platforms are just like programmed negativity and it's yeah. obviously a correlation yeah. between like that and other things. Yeah. Whether it's subconsciously or not. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't remember what he said. But basically, it's, it's, there's, no, there's no denying that, you know, people obviously see bad news 24-7. Ah, that's what he said. He said to this kid in the audience, he was like talking about, I think, maybe it was like when 9-11 happened or something or before social media, I can't remember if 9-11 was, but he was like, it was such a big thing or when things happened back in the day, it's like such a crazy thing. But nowadays for our generation, it's like that happens every day. Like there's always a terrorist attack. There's always like, like someone shot up a school because of like some terrible homophobia or like some racist attack. And how are we actually meant to, how are we meant to feel about that? If we see it every week, it's like, how do you expect me to actually still feel emotionally connected to it? You can't. It's just, it's so oversaturated. It's like, oh yeah, another another school shooting. Yeah, like, it's true. It's so bad. It's so bad. So like, of course, you, you do that to our emotions and you, you start to desensitize the people like that. And then all of a sudden you wonder why people like, have problems forming meaningful relationships because all their relationships have been through social media or, you know, things like yeah. that. It's fucking, yeah. I don't get how more people can't see it. Sometimes I think these things and like watch videos on it and I'm like, of course. But, and then I guess people go on and like just get on with their lives really. Yeah, it, it literally is like the man. Like I, yeah. I, I often think it's just some bloke in a fucking like <laughs> village by the sea. One and dude. Pressing up, <laughs> fuck this up. Like, I don't know, it's like above... Trump and all these people yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that shit exists, man. But, you know, <laughs> let, yeah. let's not get into conspiracy theories. Yeah, legit. <laughs> Bringing it back to music then. Yeah. Briefly. Well, I guess this is kind of, well, not, not conspiracy, but like, well, I'll start with the fucking funny conspiracy that my, my old flatmate who did way too many drugs came up with. <laughs> he was saying that like Justin Bieber is like a manufactured scam and all this stuff. And like, you, you see these videos on YouTube, like, musicians se- like selling their soul and like yeah, lizard yeah, eyes yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. I mean obviously that's ridiculously extreme <laughs> but do you think like you have to meet certain people basically like can you get to the very top like you know Bieber Drake level in your opinion A like doing it by yourself like is it possible I don't and think B, so and B like without rubbing shoulders with certain people and I guess elements of inverted commas selling your soul and like selling yeah. out I don't think so like everyone thinks selling your soul is this super devilish thing where you have to like yeah, no, go do this so ritual good. you know what I mean like people still think I'm like bro if you sign a if you sign a 10 million pound record deal to make music you don't like for the rest of your life and they own your TV they own your like publishing they own everything every right of your life you've sold your soul 
that is selling your soul essentially like you've given up rights to exactly who you are to someone to manipulate for the rest of your life like that is selling your soul it's not about you know what I mean whether someone's got lizard eyes or MK Ultra or something you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. Like it's not that's not that's not selling your soul bro um, but I think yeah there's the industry any industry really is about knowing people like you have to be talented you have to work hard and you have to be in the right place at the right time and you have to know people because if you don't know no one then you can't do anything really like it gets to a point where you need to be plugged into this and this person is friends with this and you have to make friends and it's just natural so I don't think you can you can get to that place without going through certain people but I don't think people should look at it as this like this like devilish thing or like this this thing which really like diminishes who you are as a person it's like there are just certain gatekeepers in the industry like there are certain people who you know own certain labels and own certain spaces where it's like yeah of course if you want to be able to get to do a Jimmy Fallon or like whatever it's like you got to go through these people because they're the guys they're the guys who bring people up like I've met so many people in like LA specifically who've been like oh yeah I'm that guy that did this for Post Malone I'm that guy that did this for Chris Brown I'm that guy that did this if you need to do this these are the people I need to link you up with and it's, it's just a game. You know what I mean? It's like, sure, when the time's right. But I know I'm calling him and I'm like, I need you to do this for me. Like, I'm going through that stuff. But it doesn't take away the fact that like, you know, I did it. By my, we did it by ourselves. You know? Yeah, it's still be fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's possible? And I, I, I sometimes think this about like footballers and shit and just like any other facet of life. Do you think it's possible in a music sense to be so good, but you just didn't put you know, he didn't put content out in the right place. Like, is it possible to be like the fucking best ever, but just not get picked up because- 100%, 100%. Cause I guess it's like the, the flip side of like survivorship bias or whatever. Cause, and cause you hear about it all the time, usually from yeah. a place of pes- pessimism, but- Yeah, it's true. Do you think th- that that is possible? I do, I have a, I have a friend, um, more like my manager's friends who we used to work with, who um, was a bit older than me and, he played like 15 instruments, like probably one of the craziest songwriters I've ever met and also made like some of the sickest music I've ever met. But he didn't have social media. I didn't really know how to use it. Like, I don't want to be too specific because it's not yeah, like, yeah. actually me, like, you know, talking about him. But he was just on some other shit. But he was on that type of shit where like, if he was an artist in the 60s, he would have been an icon. Yeah, Like he would have been people we still talk about. But yeah, nowadays you just have to do so much more. Like being an artist is so different. That's why I think, um, I mean, speaking to my guys about it, I think the next projects I'm going to make, because sometimes I come up with, actually more time, I come up with the, the concepts before I make the project and then dive into like what it means and like stories off the side of this central thing that it could be. And then I go into the studio with an idea of exactly what I want to write specifically, just because I kind of enjoy it, you know? Yeah. spend like four months watching film and stuff and getting <clears throat> references and stuff yeah and i kind of want to make this this next project about this thing called like the death of an icon um and i haven't really dived into it too deeply yet but i just think like being an icon in the same way you were back in the days is dead because you can't do it in the same way you know things are oversaturated and there's so many artists and like social media makes the game completely different but um yeah there are so many people i know who like super talented but you know, they don't know how to use social media or they have really bad money management. Um, and, you know, many things, which is why you need a good team around you. But you also need to be able to like have a team you trust 
and one who can rely on you at the same time. You know what I mean? They don't want to work with a, a degenerate, really. Um, and I find a lot of shit hard. I'm not going to lie, bro. I find organization hard. I don't wake up early in the morning. I sleep really late. I, w I make music really late. Like I'd go to the studio now, 9pm. Yeah. That's when I'd start working. Um, but I'm lucky that I have a team around me who provide structure and organization and do the things that I'm really bad at, you know? Sending emails, admin, reaching out to people, creating opportunities. Like, I'm great in person, great to talk to people, great to meet people, great to make music. But apart from that, I find the other stuff hard. Like, the, the my favorite part of music in general is being in the studio writing a song. It's not like doing the interviews or like performing. Like, that's not my favorite part of it. My favorite part is talking to people and writing songs. That's it. So you need you need a team around you, I think, as an artist. Yeah, for sure. And on the flip side, do you think, because I was speaking about this earlier, like those fucking island boys I've seen. Like, <laughs> obviously, like, they're like borderline meme, but they yeah. are meme. But like, do you think you can get somewhere like that? Like they're obviously going to make fucking money and be famous for, for a while, like 15 yeah. minutes, so to speak, <laughs> just by being fucking excellent in market. Because like, I was saying like, who's behind those sort of like blow up I was saying, rap stars? Same. Like, it's same. not just them. Like someone's got to fund that. Then meme, then meme rap stars though confuse me. I don't know what's like. They, I'm sure they have a team behind them, but I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with them sometimes. Yeah. But everyone's got a team, man. Everyone's got someone behind them doing something. Like nothing happened on accident. Yeah, nothing happened on accident. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, manufactured. Yeah, it has. I mean, everyone thinks manufactured is this bad thing though. As well, it's like, yeah, if it's if you're an industry plant, then I can get it's bad, but. Everyone can see through an industry plant. People really know when it's like, you're not authentic, you know? But there's someone working shit behind, behind the screens. Like my, which is why I celebrated my million monthly listeners and all these other things with my boys. Cause like, it's not my million, it's ours. Like I didn't do that by myself, no way. I couldn't have like got all the looks myself. I'm great at making the music and writing songs and diving into creativity, making the videos, the artwork, all of that shit. Talking to people at parties, making friends. That's it. Yeah. All the other shit I'm terrible at. And I know that, which is why it's not, you know, team is key, bro. Team is key. Yeah, for sure. I've learned that the hard way in like the past yeah. year, in like business and shit. And now I'm just trying to, <laughs> yeah, fo focus on what you're good at. Because I, th I think when you're younger, like, well, at least typically, mm. I mean, I certainly did. You mm -hmm. think like, fuck that, I can do it better than everyone. Yeah. I can do everything. Yeah. But I don't need some like old guy or <laughs> help me out with shit. Yeah. I but, always got told that, like, I always kind of wanted to be like that, I think. I think that was a part of me, which is always like, as I said earlier, because I'm in general always just quite like, fuck everyone else, I'm on me, like whatever I'm doing. I've always wanted to be like that, but I've always had people around me, specifically my dad. And then when I met uh, my two managers, that were like, nah, you can't do it by yourself. It's not true. Like, you need some people around you. And I think I've, I've resisted it for a bit as well. But when I gave in is when I started seeing seeing results and I think I also had to accept stuff about myself which I think it just takes time you know as you grow up and as you get more mature it's like you have to accept that someone's actually better at you than something you know and I yeah, always find sure. it hard because I'm always that guy like yeah I play loads of sports in it and I play basketball when I played like highish level and whatever I'm like no one's better than me at basketball because that's how basketball is and music I'm like it's not a competition but no one's in my space but the idea of being like you know what you can just do that thing better than me is like something that I've had to had to learn you know in order to progress and it's hard but it's just facts really yeah for sure 
Okay, wrapping things up then shortly. Mm. What's the vision? Is it the same as it was at the start? Or has like experience of a certain level of success mm. then like Mix change things, things or like what's the vision now um it's not really changed <clears throat> you know I'm not gonna lie um I think at the beginning of things uh, I never really knew what it was like to be world famous or want to be big even now I don't at all but that you don't or that's just not I priority. don't I don't think I know like I've always said People are like, what do you want? To, what do you want? Do you want Grammys? I'm like, not really. I don't really care about a piece of metal. Like, I love, yeah. you know, being commended for my stuff because it's like, you know, you want to be up there with the greats. But like, if I care about a Grammy as an end, as an end point in my career, then I'm obviously focusing on the wrong things, you know. And I don't care about being the richest person in the world and stuff personally. So I've really had to figure that out. Um, and I feel like I'm still figuring it out because I don't. I don't feel like I want anything from what I do, but I know that I want the lifestyle more than anything. And I want the freedom to create what I want, when I want and how I want it. And obviously I don't want to be broke <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely value like freedom over everything. And one of the goals I want is I just want to be able to like be in the conversation of what like, you know, the, the greatest of all time. But not because it fulfills my ego, just because I feel like it's only right if you're in music. It's like, you really got to push yourself, you know? Part of being a musician and not like an artist or like just a rapper or just a singer, like a musician, someone who's involved in music is like bettering your craft, which is why, I, you know, a lot of my greats and a lot of the people I respect are like people who play instruments because it's like, they're not just about stunting or just about like, trying to be a cool figure it's like they've just spent six hours a day on their craft for a long time and I rate that yeah. like regardless of anything <clears throat> and that's kind of just what I want to do so you know so it's, it's way more about cool. music than, than fame or eyeballs yeah man all of that all of that shit is secondary and you know I'd be, a, I'd be a liar if I said I didn't want part of that shit you know who doesn't want to be able to eat the best food in the world in exclusive places and fly obviously yeah, yeah. everyone wants that but like I don't want it enough to sell out I'd rather make it how I make it and not be able to do that shit and just be cool. But we'll see. Ask me in a year. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll change. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's interesting. Pretty profound answer. I like yeah. it. <laughs> if you could support anyone on tour right now, who would it be? These are like fucking magazines that anyone. are quick fire questions now. Um, I'd love to support St. John. If yeah. you're out there, put me on. Um... Obviously, the weekend would be amazing. Frank Ocean would be sick. Kanye would be sick. Um, rock bands too. Rolling Stones, that type of stuff. That world would be sick as well. Paramore, my favourite band of all time. Yeah, I used to love that shit. Well, I, say, I still do, but <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't listened to them for ages. But. My favourite, my second song on my Spotify Rops was a Paramore song. Like the most really? played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Hayley Williams, if you're listening, hit me up. I saw Josh from Unit Six follows you. Do you know him? Oh yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used to, be, I was obsessed with them when really? I was like probably age. I'm gonna say like 15 to 19. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> like absolutely obsessed. Yeah, Josh is my guy. Like I, like, never I don't actually... listen to him as much now, but it's a real throwback when I listen yeah. to that 2008 shit. Like take off your colours. Yeah, like, yeah. I go back to being 15. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh, if you're watching this, but I've never actually listened to them that much. Like back in the day, like all yeah. my friends listened to them, but. You know, sometimes it's like a band you like, but you never got round to it. Like yeah, I just yeah. never really got round to it. And then 
Um, I met him through like one of my boys, Ben, and bro, they're so sound. And also now I really love their music because I it's been in front of me. Like I've always like, yeah, I like that band because I heard yeah. a couple of songs, but I never dived into it. <clears throat> they're so sick and they're so nice, bro. Josh is such a G, such a nice guy. It's a long career as well. In, yeah, in, in that type of music. And he's still well. young. He's still super young and they're still selling out shows and shit, which is sick. Yeah, mad, mad. If you could, last question, fucking mm. cheesy one. <laughs> if you could speak to your, I don't know, 17 year old mm. self, which I guess for you isn't that long ago, but <laughs> yeah, what, so eight years? like as a percentage of career, I guess. Yeah. What advice would you give? And I guess like to, I'm sure there's plenty of like young fucking up and coming mm. artists listening. Mm-hmm. What's like the most important pieces? I think firstly, I'd say don't second guess yourself. Um, Cause I think whatever you want to do, you should do it. And whether it goes well or not, you should learn from your mistakes. Um, I think I, I spent a lot of time deciding what I wanted to do and it didn't hold me back, but looking back on it, I was just like, you know what, go for that shit because there should be only one way to make it and it should be your way, no one else's way, you know? Um, and my second thing would just be to not give a fuck. It sounds so like general and whatever, but I mean it in, mean it in every sense. <laughs> like don't, don't spend time getting caught up on like what other people think about certain things or like whether you should be partying with the cool kids or whatever and like whatever, because you get certain, a couple years down the line and all those people that you thought were cool are gonna be coming to you asking you for the same things. Always happens, yeah, bro. Always full circle. Like, even some of my friends, like, my boys as well, I'm like, they're like, oh yeah, I wanna start producing. And I'm like, bro, I told you to start producing five years ago. And if you were producing five years ago, you would be fucking sick. But you didn't because you're on whatever else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I'm lucky that I had people around me, like my dad specifically, who like, when I was getting sidetracked, like I stopped playing guitar for two years. He was like, stop being a dickhead. Like, go pick up your guitar. I'm gonna make you go play guitar. Like, you haven't sent me a song this week or two weeks. What are you doing? And I, I think I'm super lucky to have that through the, the, the stages about 18, about 16 to 19. Cause that's when you really need it. I think that's when your head starts to, you know, you start to question things more. So yeah, don't doubt yourself. Yeah, sick. Powerful. Mm. Right, I guess, yeah, fucking get episode fair. We probably could have yeah. gone super conspiracy level on a billion <laughs> yeah, things. We'll, we'll keep it PC. Definitely could have. Um, cheers for watching. As usual, if, if you're fucking new to the pod, subscribe on YouTube so I can start mm. monetizing this fucker. And no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, share it with a friend if you like it. Keeping these consistent. I'm going to do an episode a week for 52 weeks minimum, which is obviously a year. I'm saying that publicly, if whether I do it or not, to keep it up. Um, and yeah, hope you enjoyed. Catch you in the next one. Cheers for watching. Peace.